This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon where my husband focused on the gifts of prophecy and tongues in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. This message is part of his Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. And when we left off, Pastor was speaking about being balanced in the truth, walking along that gospel beam that bridges the dangerous chasm of this life to bring us to the promised land on the other side. How important it is for the Christian to walk balanced on that truth and not veer to the left or to the right. Here is Pastor Greg. But now, how do you stay balanced? And here he's speaking a very specific instance in the assembly. Well, the assembly is important. Why? The church comes together. We gather together to be fortified, to be edified, which we know means to be built up, right? Made strong. You're building a house. And we also can use the church service to do what? To bring others in that we've been witnessing to, that they might be convicted, convinced, and come to the Lord and be saved. So there's a purpose to the assembly that goes beyond just individuality. And how, when you gather together, how are you balanced? What perspective do you need to have to walk on that beam, to, to walk balanced in the truth? and not fall. He describes here, and we're going to read here, there are boundaries for the assembly. We're not going to get to all of them this week, but there are boundaries for the assembly. And when you use the word boundaries, that's a word that a lot of people in modern times, we don't tend to like it with our free spirits. You know, a boundary, a limit, sounds very what? Confining, right? You're being confined. Yet if you think about it, boundaries are part of the creative work of God. He's trying to focus their zeal. He's not trying to dilute their zeal. He's trying to focus it. You know, you take light beams and you focus them, you get a laser, right? If your focus is sharp enough, it's not that you're decreasing the power. You increase the power. He's trying to increase their zeal by being balanced in the truth, so what seems to some as, gee, he's stifling our zeal, our flow in the Spirit, is not so. He wants that full work of the Holy Spirit to be accomplished in the church. And for that, you need some type of parameters, limits, boundaries. Genesis 1.9 says, Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And you see in the creation week, all these different things happening to create boundaries, right? You have the atmosphere, you have the land, you have the sea has its limit. Many times you read about that over and over in the scriptures. In Proverbs 8, 27, uh, verse 30, speaking about wisdom. What is wisdom? In verse 27 of Proverbs chapter 8, when he prepared the heavens, when God prepared the heavens, wisdom says, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, and you think about how the Bible speaks about the sphere of the earth, when other nations thought of it being flat, and it's like you take that compass and you, 
describe a circle. He calls out the heavens. He sets apart the atmosphere, and he creates boundaries between uh, the earth and the heavens and the, the second heaven and the uppermost heaven. He scribes it. He sets limits on the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, right? So that the waters would not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him as a master craftsman. I was daily his delight, rejoicing always with him. This is wisdom. The creative power of God, the wisdom of God, he sets limits for the sea. Well, aren't we glad about the fact that he sets limits for the sea? Right? Everyone's afraid with global warming, the ice caps are going to melt, and there won't be any limits for the sea. Same people that make fun of the, the fact that there was a flood. And they say, well, where did the water come from for the flood? Now they tell us we could be flooded by the polar ice caps. God sets limits. Psalm 104, verse 5, Who lay the foundation of the earth, so that it should not be moved forever. You covered it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At your rebuke they fled. At the voice of your thunder they hastened away. They went up over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place which you founded for them. You have set a boundary that they may not pass over, that they may not return to cover the earth, the promise that we would not be flooded again. Job chapter 38. Or well, who shut the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and the thick darkness its swaddling band, when I fixed my limit for it, my limit for it, and set bars and doors, when I said, This far you may come, but no farther, and here your proud waves must stop. Have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the morning to know its place, to know its place, the rotation of the earth? Aren't you glad there are limits to that, that there are 24 hours to the day? The earth is not rotating aimlessly and we're flying into space. God has set limits on the astronomical events, the rotation of the earth, the revolution of the earth around the sun. Aren't you glad there's a limit to that? If there was no limit, you wouldn't have any guarantee of next year in the way the heavens go. Everything in the heaven is structured, has limits, has boundaries. The courses are set, and aren't we glad? Aren't you glad that as you come down from the cosmic, where everything is orchestrated, that we might survive here on Earth, and you go to the subatomic particles, that they too have certain limits. Otherwise, they would just, the nuclear reactions in the atoms of our body in this room would just explode. Aren't you glad that God sets limits? Secularists have difficulty with the boundaries in nature because they speak of design. Boundaries speak of intelligence. Limits speak of design, intelligent purpose. The boundaries in heaven, the boundaries in nature, chaos and randomness do not have purposeful, thought-out limits. The mind of God has purposeful, thought-out limits. Paul is trying to avoid chaos and take that power of the Holy Spirit and focus it, and there needs to be limits. This is 
my genetics book from NYU. Now, things have changed. This is back in the 70s. But remember I showed you um, when we were doing some science study about mRNA, tRNA, ribosomal RNA, DNA, that whole little factory that goes on in the cell, how the cell is able to unzip and zip the coded information to produce proteins that are needed. Right? Well, that's just part of the story. That's what this book is all about. Okay? And that all speaks of purposeful program design to manufacture, each cell manufacturing the proteins that you need. Yet, all the cells pretty much most of the cells have the same DNA, that same code. That's only part of the story. How does each particular cell know what to turn on and what to turn off? If it has the same DNA, how does a skin cell know to be an epithelial cell? How does a muscle cell know to be a muscle fiber cell? And how do they have their boundaries? Think about boundaries, the need of boundaries and the reflection of boundaries on intelligent design. Well, the answer back then is called differentiation. Organogenesis, how do organs develop? Okay, the cells have a DNA program. But how do certain cells know to be organs and know well, that's the limit of me and to be shaped and to accomplish what they need with that same program as opposed to another organ that has the same DNA but it's turned on a different way? And how does it know as it grows to stop, to form? Why isn't our ears out to here? What controls it all? What controls these little manufacturing plants? We tend to understand the manufacturing process of the proteins, but what orchestrates it? What gives it form? Why does one part know when a baby forms, how does that, those cells that all have the same DNA know to form different parts and know the limits thereof to form a spinal column so long? Cells, and you know, when you, we talk about on a macro level, spinal columns, organs, when you go into the micro level, I would encourage everyone, if you have a few minutes, you have the internet, to go on answersingenesis.org and go on to media and go on to video. And they have tremendous videos there, but there's one there on the hearing ear, part one and two by this anatomist who goes through all the way the ear functions from the macro down to the micro to little microscopic springs that have to be able to open and close at 20,000 cycles per second. The detail, how does that little spring with the same cells know to form, where it forms, that's called differentiation. Organogenesis, histogenesis, the origin of histotissues. How do they know? We know the DNA code, but how does it know? Well, my book said back then, at various times during the mitotic period, the dividing, uh, in the embryo, and it goes on, right? When you go through, as you grow, our bodies grow, right? There's a growing process. At some times during the mitotic period, individual cells become so determined, a process, a process that no one understands, that they and their clones become committed to performing particular cell types, liver, heart, kidney, or whatever. Following the determination event, and often many cells generations later, individual cells undergo differentiation into specialized form. Differentiation. Determined to become this, how? A process that no one understands. This is 1975, 76, okay? It's a little bit now, they know a little more. They know a little more, but basically it's still the same. They don't understand it. That's where they're grabbing at those stem cells, those cells before the differentiation, and try to take them, because they don't know how the process really works 
to make the boundaries, to make the limits. You can have a factory that produces the proteins, but now you have to direct each cell which proteins you produce. And how do you know when to stop, to stop multiplying? If there were not boundaries, if there were not boundaries and limits that God puts in our bodies, we would become a cancerous blob. You can have the DNA for the programs, but something has to form it, limit it, have boundaries. Boundaries and limits are not bad words. They're signs of God's creative design. When you do a drawing, you take a pen and you have a boundary to what you draw. And so we're not talking about being confined. We're talking about being what we should be, fully being the formed body, because you can take the analogy and put it into the body of Christ, being what we should be, the body of Christ, being the, the instrument, the organism it should be, rightly limited by the Spirit of God. And that's what Paul is doing here. Amen. To have the full creative power of the Holy Spirit. You can hear hundreds of Bible study programs on our church website at shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. And we added on the website a link to our new YouTube channel. Pastor Greg Scalzo and Associate Pastor Francis David Scalzo live stream the Sunday morning message on YouTube at 1030. The programs are then placed up on the channel to be accessed 24-7. You can find the channel by searching on YouTube for Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle or you can use the link at shiarjashub.org.